Hey everybody, it is Sunday, October 29th, 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 2023, and you are listening to episode 32 of Black Box Signal. I am your host, as always, Chase Johnson. Uh, thank you for joining me on the program this week. Uh, Dustin is still out enjoying his honeymoon period, so we got another solo one with me. Um, Y'all are just going to have to deal, all right? All right? I'm holding it down, okay? <laughs> um, Yeah. Took last week off for the wedding. Um, and it was a great time. Uh, won't go too much into it. I want I want Dustin to be able to talk about it a little bit when he gets back, but uh, yeah, uh, it was a great time. Um, it's got a lovely wife. Uh, got to hang out with some friends that uh, I don't normally get to see outside of work. I guess. Um, yeah, it's a good time. Um, other than that, I haven't been up to too much. Uh, I, I went. We went to the pumpkin patch today and it was fucking cold uh we literally only got cider and donuts and then left um <laughs> it was it was miserable uh but you know is what it is um little programming note i will be also taking next week off um it is my wife's birthday so want to you know spend time with her um it's actually on Sunday. So, um, yeah. Um, I don't got a whole ton to banter about in the beginning. I'm kind of terrible about riffing off myself. Um, so why don't we just go ahead and uh, get into games? Um, first thing I want to touch on is uh, I'm still chipping away at Cocoon. Um, I am about... I want to say like 60 or 70% through the game. Uh, I have four, four orbs now. Um, that game is still really fun. Um, I, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, I talked about it more on, uh, last week on the pod or the last episode of the podcast. Um, there's a video up on the YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, highly recommend, um, uh, and then we will get into, let's see, these next two I'll spend some time with. Um, even though I'm not the biggest Call of Duty fan anymore, I did manage to check out the Modern Warfare 3 beta. Um, anytime there's a beta for anything that's relatively big or has some buzz around it, I'll take a look at it. Um, it's a Call of Duty game. <laughs> uh, I haven't played the last few call of duty games uh i haven't played well wow actually come to think about it i have not played a call of duty game since like hardcore since black ops 3 maybe uh that was like the last one i got really big into um right before i had my right after i had my daughter i think um but i mean what is there to say? I mean, the the cool thing that I found was that the uh, all the maps from the original Modern Warfare 2 have been remastered and thrown into this beta um, and are presumably going to be in the game. Um, so that was cool to see, to see like some of like, like High Rise and Favela and 
uh some of the other ones i think a state was on there um the class system is relatively the same from what i remember um except instead of perks now you have like like if you want a sleight of hand perk you attach like quick gloves that allow you to reload fast um if you want to run fast you attach the lightweight boosts and then you have like a vest um that you can attach uh and i will say that compared to like i did play like the beta for like modern warfare and modern warfare 2 the reboot um and the one thing i'll say is the movement feels a lot um snappier and the time to kill seems a little bit higher so if you start getting shot at you're not just fucked right away you can kind of i wouldn't say turn on somebody and take them out maybe if they're a really bad shot you can do that but it at least gives you a chance to like escape come at it from a different angle and re-engage um which i think is a a little neat is something that I feel like that's been lacking from the series for a long time. Um, that is one thing that I really liked about Halo back in the day was that it, the time to kill was so long that if you got out of a hairy situation, you could kind of, as I said, attack it from a different angle, you know, refocus, re-engage. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, I mean, the guns feel like call of duty guns, uh, plays like a call of duty with better movement i guess is what i would say um i don't know how i feel about the class system i'm not going to be picking this game up um but we'll have to see you know how how people feel about it when it actually releases um then the big game of the uh week um we're saving one game uh Dustin I will let you all know that Dustin is playing Spider-Man 2 so when he is back on the podcast in <laughs> not next week but the week after um we are gonna go into his thoughts on Spider-Man 2 so far um but the game that I picked up is I uh I picked up uh actually thanks to him uh I picked up uh Super Mario Brothers Wonder um now initially when this game was first showed off, I was a little hesitant um, because um, it looked a lot like the new Super Mario Brothers series, which I have a, a mixed love-hate relationship with that series. The first one was, like, really novel, but then when they kept making, like, oh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii U and, and all the different iterations, it just felt kind of... I don't want to say lazy, but it just felt very repetitive. Um, so I was a little worried when I initially saw the trailer for this game. Um, as more trailers kind of shown about it, it piqued my interest a little bit more. And my daughter has never really played like a proper 2D Mario. Um, we played Odyssey together, and then we played uh, the re-release of Super Mario 3D World. Um, but I never really like a traditional 2d mario um so i really wanted to pick this one up and give it a shot and i mean not to bury the lead here uh just straight up it's really fucking phenomenal um wonderful if you would pun intended um it 
plays. I, I said it on the YouTube video uh, on my stream last night. Um, if you want to take a look, uh, there is uh, an archive up on the YouTube channel right now um, of me playing it from last night. And I said it a few times on that stream, and I'm going to kind of re reiterate it here. Um, this feels more like a proper follow-up to, like, Super Mario World. Like, in a world that the Nintendo 64 or Mario 64 was never invented and the 3D Mario's never happened. This feels like what would be like what would follow Super Mario World next. Um and I there's been a lot of debate going around is like is this a mainline Mario game? Is this not? I feel it so far it is a mainline Mario game. The new Super Mario games, I don't really consider that a the mainline. Um I would say like you know you got your initial 1 through 3 Mario World, 64, Galaxy, Sunshine, even though I don't like Sunshine, um, Odyssey, and then now Wonder. Um, this feels this feels like a proper Mario game. Um, a lot of the changes that they made to this game were really smart. Um, they took out the collision uh, during the... Uh, when you're playing multiplayer, so you can't bump into each other anymore, which is... Really nice uh, as somebody who plays with an eight-year-old. <laughs> um, that That is like our biggest point of contention in our household when we're all playing it together is some people getting overzealous, whether it's me or my wife or 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 Violet, if bouncing, accidentally bumping into each other and bouncing off each other's heads and accidentally setting us into a pit. Um, they completely took this out, uh, which is real nice. Uh, also... Um, I think, let me think, what else, what else, what else? Uh, so far, the only two new power-ups I use, and I don't know if this, if the bubble suit is new, but I've gotten the bubble suit, and then, of course, the one that they showed in the trailer was the elephant, um, the elephant uh, power-up. Um, they're cool. Um, they're, if I'm comparing it to Mario World, I, I don't know, I feel like the cape is still, like, top tier, uh, and we haven't seen the cape in so long um but you know it, it they're cool uh the elephant um i think it's kind of cool when the uh how the music changes when you get the elephant suit um you uh like there's kind of like lyrics ish in the background i'm gonna do a terrible impression right here but there's a little like but up but in the background um and that changes to like a trombone slash tuba when you are in the elephant suit. So I've, I found that like a little nice little touch. Um, uh, also, the I've heard some, heard some complaints about the music just being okay. I think the music is really fucking good. Uh, as someone who also didn't care for the music in the new Super Mario Bros., um, they used wah way too much. Like every two seconds, wah, 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 wah. Like it was just really, really overused uh, versus this. In comparison, I mean, is it the best music that they've ever put out? Probably not. Uh, I would still say that the music from, like, Super Mario World is, like, probably still top tier. But this is a very nice, uh, very nice soundtrack from what I've heard so far. I'm only in the third area. So you do, like, your traditional area. You go to a water area, but there's no castle in the water area. And then you go up to a cloud area, a mountainous area that's a mixture between cloud and, like, mountains. So there's snow and ice. There is a castle there. Um, that's as far as I've made it so far. Um, 
and and yeah, it just plays really well. Um, the badge system is pretty cool. So if you haven't uh, heard, you can attach, uh, you can equip a badge uh, in any level. Um, and you have different various ones that, you know, some of them are just like passive where like anytime you defeat a monster or defeat an enemy, you get some coins or there's a, a passive one where you automatically start with a mushroom in your item slot, um, in your item bank when you start a level. Then there's some other ones that like uh, you start with a parachute or you have a parachute. So if you jump in the air and then hold down uh, one of the shoulder buttons and believe it's R, yeah, it's on the right side. You can hold either one down. You'll pull out a parachute and kind of gently float down. Uh, they have the dolphin kick for when you're in a water level so you can swim better. Um, they have one that gives you an extra jump up when you're trying to wall jump. Um, just things like that. Uh, I haven't gotten all of them yet. Obviously, there's a lot of them. You can buy some. Um, the one worry I do have about this game that reminds me of New Super Mario Brothers is you had like the big three gold coins that you would get to unlock further levels and if you didn't have enough of them you would have to go back and kind of play to get more gold coin big gold coins that's kind of how the wonder seeds work in this um if you don't know the wonder seeds you get a wonder seed for finishing the level and then there's a wonder flower that you can get in you could find in each level that changes whatever is going on in the level like um in the first level, when you find the wonder wonder flower, it makes all the pipes come to life. Like they're like inchworms. So they kind of inchworm across the screen and you can kind of ride them. Um, the real fun, funny one that I enjoyed was uh, on this piranha plant level. Um, if you find the wonder flower in that, uh, the, the, the piranha plants start all like singing a song and they start like popping out on beat of their pipes and stuff like that. Um it's silly. Uh, there's somewhere like uh, that I I've seen. I haven't gotten to this yet, but like you can find one in a water level, and then it puts the water on the ceiling instead of having it below you. You know things like that. Um, that's kind of a cool mechanic. But my worry is that I hope that because certain levels later on, like the castles, you need to have so many wonder seeds to open up a castle. I really hope that it doesn't become a, a situation where like now I've got to go back and grind old levels. I do feel like that they have alleviated that a little bit because there's a shop in each section that can sell you wonder seeds for the purple coins. There's purple coins too. There's so many collectibles in this fucking game. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, I won't run into anything like that. Um, so far, so good. Um, but it's just a wonder, really good game. Um, I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, if you play as like uh, Yoshi or any of the Yoshis or Nabbit, um, you can't take any damage from enemies. But So it's a great one to let like really young children pick if you're trying to play together. However, the drawback is that if you play as Yoshi or Nabbit, um, you cannot use any of the power-ups. So you can't use, like, the elephant suit. You can't use, like, the fire flowers or anything like that. Um, uh, they have plenty of other characters you can choose from, though. You can do uh, Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Yellow Toad, Blue Toad, 
and Toadette, I believe, is all the ones that you can do. Um, but yeah, uh, really, really, really fun game. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to say about it. Um, yeah, I. it's really fun. That's really all I could say is it, it's a really good, like... If this if it's a good send off for the Switch too, also if this is like the last year of the Switch, how they opened up with, you know, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, and then now we're closing with Tears of the Kingdom and then a proper two D a proper two D Mario, um, and and yeah, I I'll like I said I I'm not super far into it, so I'll definitely have to play more, um, but yeah, so far. Really great, really great. Feels good to play. Uh, the controls are great. Mario moves well. That's really what you want from a, from a traditional platformer. Um, and yeah. Um, and then the next thing, this isn't anything that I played, but uh, I checked out that Xbox Partner preview. Um, there was, you know, it was a lot of stuff that uh, was already seen. Um, they showed a good chunk of... Uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, the Snake Eater remake. If you know anything about me, you know how I feel about Snake Eater. It was probably my least favorite of the Metal Gear Solids, but hey, whatever. It's there. Um, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth um, was that like a dragon game that had a uh, Kiryu waking up like on the beach nude. Um, <laughs> but uh, they basically have a mode in it. And it's like, what is it? Don... Don something Island. I cannot remember now. Um, so apologies, but basically they took like a dragon and all the mini games like you'd have and fused it with animal crossing. Cause you can like build a house, build shops, uh, like do all this like animal crossing style stuff. And it's just the right amount of stupid for Yakuza. So I'm cool with it. And I almost want it. Wish that that part was its own game. Instead of uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth being like a whole bit like it being a side game for Like a Dragon. Um, they also showed off Robocop Rogue City, which if you haven't checked out any of that game, it just looks silly. Um, it's a real big, dumb Robocop game. You're just if you ever wanted to play a Robocop power fantasy, this is straight up that. Um, <laughs> Uh, they showed off this weird game that I don't know how to feel about called The Finals, which is a new first-person shooter. But it's set in an arena. Now, not the way you'd think, like an arena shooter. I mean, like, it's this big level with buildings and stuff like that surrounded by a giant-ass coliseum filled with fans. So, it's a interesting concept, but also kind of little dark because <laughs> you're literally watching people kill each other i think um and or, or there's a crowd spectating this so that was kind of you know it looked interesting um and then the last one that actually surprised me because i never really played too much of alan wake one but i absolutely loved control um they showed a trailer for alan wake two and I'm not going to lie, it looks really fucking good. Uh, so if you have a chance to go check out the Xbox Partner Preview, highly recommend. It's super short. It's only about a half hour. So And they kind of go bang, bang through trailers real fast. Uh, so you're not, you know, sitting around listening to a bunch of devs talk. Um, and and yeah, that 
that's kind of it. But yeah, Alan Wake 2 looked really, really, really good. And they show off some gameplay. Um, and 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 I'm I don't have the funds to pick it up, but I'm tempted to maybe get this down the line. Um, even though I like I said, I never played the first Alan Wake. Um, at least enough of the first Alan Wake. Uh, but I was huge in control. Control was freaking amazing. And it's set in the same universe. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how well that does. Um, and yeah, um, I guess with that, uh, we actually did a decent amount of time there. We can go ahead and get into, I got two weeks worth of news for you. Um, I kind of mixed up the weeks of news here. So these stories are just kind of all scattershot over the last two weeks. Some of them will be from last week. Some of them will be from the week prior. Um, but the first one comes from Kotaku. Uh, Bethesda exec Pete Hines uh, is leaving the company after 24 years. Uh, the head of publishing at Starfield Dev is retiring and ready for an exciting new chapter. Uh, Bethesda publishing head Pete Hines is retiring from the Starfield de developer after 24 years. He announced on Twitter on October 16th. Hines' decision comes only a few days after Microsoft, which owns Bethesda Game Studios, was rubber stamped to complete its $69 billion Activision Blizzard buy. Um, the exact quote is, I will begin in an exciting new chapter of my life, exploring interests and passions, donating my time wherever I, where I can and taking more time to enjoy life. Uh, Heinz wrote, this was not a decision I came to easily or quickly, but after an amazing career culminating with the incredible launch of Starfield, it feels like the time is right. Um, not too much to really to say about this, except, you know, he's been there for 24 years. Uh, I don't blame the guy for now trying to you know, wanting to get out, um, and, you know, calling it good, uh, especially now, you know, with Microsoft probably going to start, I'm going to assume that, you know, that, the, that they're probably going to start tightening their grip a little bit as far as, you know, what goes out. Um, cause a lot of these games were already in development before the, even the, the Bethesda buy. Um, so, you know, good, good time to get out before, you know, you start getting, you know, the Microsoft execs breathing down your neck and whatnot. Um, next one comes from video games. Chronicle. Um, Media molecule is reportedly laying off about 25% of its staff. Um, the dreams and little big Pl planet developer media molecule is set to lay off 15 to 20% of its staff. According to a new report. Um, it actually, the original report did say 25. Um, but it said it's planned to lay off around 20 of its 135 employees. Um, the news comes a month after Media Molecule ended its support for Dreams, which was released in early access on April 2019 before the, event, before the official launch in February 2020. Um, it is also stated that uh, the support studio at Sony um, Visual Arts is also seeing layoffs. Um, this has kind of been... We've been seeing a lot of this, unfortunately, since, you know, the large amount of epic layoffs. We saw layoffs at a, at a Naughty Dog. Um, it's just we're seeing this trend keep going through of just layoffs after layoffs after layoffs. Um, and it's and it's really unfortunate. Um, Telltale Games just laid off a number of employees. Uh, and, you know, it's, I guess, uh, Microsoft confirms that they're going to lay off a uh, about 10,000 employees. Now, this is Microsoft proper. Um, CD Projekt Red 
it announced in July to, to lay off employees. Um, so this is just kind of unfortunately an industry trend right now. Um, little aside kind of makes me feel like me flunking out of game dev school uh, was dodging a bullet, <laughs> but um, kind of continuing on the back of that, um, another company owned by the bind Epic um, about half of Bandcamp employees have been laid off, um, which is a pretty big uh, a layoff. Um, I'm trying to see this article comes from the verge. It just says 50%. It doesn't say how many employees that is. Uh, but again, that sucks. Um, and then we'll just piggyback this next story off of it. Uh, this comes from gamesindustry.biz. Um, over 6,000 games industry jobs have been lost in 2023 so far. It's sep and September was the worst month for layoffs. Um, this sucks. It, it it really sucks that um that this has been a growing trend. Unfortunately, we kind of talked about it last week with uh you know a lot of you know devs taking out a lot of publishers taking out. And it's not just the games industry; it's everywhere. But taking out you know massive amounts of loans, basically free money, coming out you know making more money than they did out of the pandemic, and then having to cut jobs, which doesn't make sense to me in an industry that seems like it's relatively healthy, uh, but also on the flip side, relatively unstable because you have a lot of developers where they release one game or sometimes in the case of, uh, um, God, was it X defiant or no, what was that Sega shooter that we talked about on the last episode? You'll, you all will know what I'm talking about. Um, with that getting canceled, uh, you sometimes your games don't even come out before you're laid off and it just sucks. I just hope everybody from any, everybody that's affected, uh, can land on their feet and, and find new work soon. Um, cause, cause this sucks. Uh, 6,000 employees is a lot. Um, next one comes from, uh, gaming bolt. Um, but I was kind of seeing it, seeing it in other places. Uh, this was just the the fastest source that I could find when pulling up the articles today. Um, Nintendo Switch 2, and this is a rumor, utilizes Ray Reconstruction, DLSS 3.5, and may also have a digital and physical edition. Uh, the standard edition would be 450, and then an all digital edition would be rumored to be 400. Um, again, this is all rumor. Um, but uh, ray reconstruction. Now I know what ray tracing is. Not entirely sure what exactly ray reconstruction is. Um, I think they're just trying to get this as close as they can to like a PS4, hopefully PS4 Pro level of uh, being able to run. But um, yeah, uh, not too much more to say about that because, like I said, these are all rumors. Um, but you know, I guess I would hope to see that they would have something along that, those lines. Um, next one comes from Polygon, and this is a surprise to absolutely no one, in my opinion. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is Sony's newest, fastest-selling first-party game ever. Uh, let's see. da 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 Looks like in the first 24 hours, uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 has taken the particular crown with publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment announcing Monday that it sold more than 2.5 million copies uh, of that game in, in the first 24 hours. I repeated that, but whatever. Um, 
seems like they, like I said, they keep moving that metric because I believe when they said it, like God of War, it said it sold 5.1 in like the first week and that was the fastest selling. Um, but for Spider-Man to achieve half of that in 24 hours, um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was one of those uh, back in 2020 with 2.4 million copies, um, which was the fastest first party original IP debut in PlayStation history. Um, again, not shocked. I've heard nothing but good things about that game, um, except for what we're about to go into a little bit, uh, which seems like it's being addressed. Um, we'll just roll into it. Uh, Video Games Chronicle has reported that uh, some Spider-Man 2 physical copies are failing to install. Um, it's clearly unknown how many discs are affected, and it's mostly affecting, looks like, most people in Europe. Um, it does look like, though, that it is not too much of an issue uh, because, you know... They're just they're literally telling people like, hey, if you get a if you get a bum disc that's like pausing on the uh the install, take it out, return your disc, get another one. It seems like retailers are being pretty cool about this. Um, I'm sure a patch is going to come down uh come down the road here. Um, but that's unfortunate. That's one thing you don't want to see happen. But at least uh it seems from what I'm reading in this article that retailers are being pretty cool about it. Um and then the last on the Spider-Man 2 front, um, a bit of an oopsie. Um, this comes from Kotaku, but it was kind of everywhere else. Um, Spider-Man 2 error goes viral uh, and developer promises to fix. And, and this has already been updated. Um, long story short, uh, you all know that uh, Miles Morales is of uh, African, American, and Puerto Rican descent. However, in his room, um, they showed him having a Cuban flag instead of the Puerto Rican flag. Um, bit of an oopsie, uh, but you know, I mean, I, I don't know how you make a mistake like that. Uh, but I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's not the biggest deal, especially cause according to this article, it looks like they have already patched and fixed it. Um, so good on you to catch it. Good on fans that have caught it. Good on devs that caught it and good on them to go ahead and, and patch that up. Um, but yeah, little silly because it's it's pretty common knowledge that you know Miles Morales is Puerto Rican, not Cuban. Um, little silly, but hey, you know, good on them for at least you know addressing it and fixing it. Um, let's see. Uh, next one comes from Gamespot. Um, the PS5 Slim release date was reportedly leaked. Um, the PlayStation Five Slim model may launch in early November. Um, a data miner said that the new slimmed down PS5 launch would launch on November 10th in the U.S. Uh, this date uh, reportedly applies to both versions of the console, including one with the disk drive and one with the all-digital unit. Um, they, a report uh, via Video Games Chronicle added that the PS5 Slim bundle with Marvel's Spider-Man Spider 2 will launch two days before that on November 8th, uh, and this bundle is priced at $560. Um, we kind of knew that that was coming, Uh we kind of thought that once these uh these current PS5s um kind of run out of stock, uh they're going to go ahead and move forward with this new slim model. Um doesn't surprise me that they're gonna try to get it out before the holiday, get it out before Black Friday. Um so that seems pretty pretty plausible that that's going to happen. Um that bundle seems pretty set in stone, and I wouldn't see the point of releasing a bundle 
with the slim console in it and then not just releasing the slim console a couple days later. Um, that seems totally like it's totally going to happen. Um, next one on the PS5 front, this one comes from IGN. Um, PS5 Slim's optional disk drive needs to connect to the internet to pair it to the console. Um, look, and now this is just, uh, looks like uh, due to screenshots of the Modern Warfare 3 bundle leaking out. Um, it does say internet connection required to pair disk drive and PS5 console upon setup. Um, so the optional disk drive essentially is going to need to have like an authentic authentication process. I don't like this for a few re for well one real big reason. Um, it kind of fucks up game preservation. Um, and like the uh, what I mean by that is that years down the line, what if you need to replace a drive, like when the PS seven or eight is out. Okay. I'm talking like far down the line and you still have a PS five and you need to replace the drive. You replace the drive. What if those servers are no longer up to authenticate that disk drive? That seems like that could be an issue and they don't really have any solution offered as of now. Um, so that's my only big worry with that. It makes sense that they would want you to authenticate it. However, I do totally see somebody that's going to figure out how to like jailbreak that thing and like plug in a hard drive and get it to like fake it through its authentication process. So I could definitely see that being an issue too. Um, but yeah, kind of a, kind of a weird move. Um, I guess my suggestion would be buy a current P if you want to have a disc drive, buy the current PS five right now while it's still out. Um, because yikes, that, that, mm, I don't know. Um, next one comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um, Microsoft CEO says it's doubling down on being a game producer and publisher. Uh, the Xbox company is all in on games following the Activision Blizzard acquisition. Uh, in an interview with MSN, the acquisition topic is brought up and Nadella is asked why it is so important, especially given how big the 65 million billion acquisition cost is. Uh, it is, but we are really excited about it. Sandella replied, explaining that games have been one of the one of Microsoft's three main arms since the company in its early days. Uh, for us, there are a few things that go all the way back for us as a company. He explained, "Gaming is one, right? When I think about Microsoft, I think of perhaps developer tools, proprietary software, and gaming. Those are the three things that we've done from the very beginning." And so to us, gaming is one place where we think that we have a real contribution to make, uh, make it to make in consumer markets, which is real funny that he says this because the next story from gamedeveloper.com says Microsoft CEO's compensation and compensation no longer tied to game pass growth. Um, and it, this is the same thing. Microsoft CEO uh, Satya Nadella appears to no longer have his performance incentives tied to Xbox Game Pass. In an SEC filing first spotted by Axios, a specific growth milestone was not listed for Nadella's pay targets for the end of fiscal year on June 2023. Um, so those two statements kind of contradict each other. It's like, yeah, we at Microsoft definitely care about games, but I don't want my pay tied to how well Game Pass does. Um, I've been saying for years uh, to a lot of people, there are a lot of people that like 
they're still very silly and they like to blame Bill Gates anytime Microsoft makes a decision or doesn't make any money. But I will, I am here to tell you Xbox, Bill Gates has wanted to sell off Xbox multiple times. Bill Spencer is the one that has been primarily in charge of Xbox. So if you have any gripes, that's who you need to, to gripe with. Um, I know a lot of people like to shit on Bill Gates. I love to shit on Bill Gates, but the guy has no fucking skin in the game when it comes to Xbox. He really could give a shit less. If somebody offered him the money, enough money tomorrow to take Xbox off his hands, he would probably do it. Full stop. Um, continuing the Xbox news, this comes from uh, IGN as well. Uh, Phil Spencer reiterates 100% parity for Call of Duty, no exclusive skins or betas. Um, we have no goal of trying to use Call of Duty or try to get you to buy an Xbox buy an Xbox console to play Call of Duty. Um, this comes uh, directly from the uh, Xbox podcast. Uh, you can go ahead and give that a listen. Um, he went on to like talk about several other things, their catalog, yada, yada, yada. Um, but he basically stated that he... And if you didn't know the exclusivity deal with Sony, all the little you know bonus... We're up this year. This is the last Call of Duty that is going to have like maps first on Sony, uh, skins first, exclusive to Sony, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he wants to have, you know, Call of the. He claims anyway that he wants the Call of Duty community to basically be equal across the board. Um, so, you know, cool if he does that. Um, but we will definitely have to wait and see. Um, and he also kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the, the whole wide catalog that, uh, that, um, Microsoft has now. And it got me thinking of like, what other things that I would love to see come out of Microsoft? Um, basically I would love to see more Tony Hawk personally. Um, it was really a shame that. Tony Hawk kind of got shut down after that one and two remake. Um, cause I would have loved a remake of three and four. I would have fucking, I've said this multiple times. I would fucking love, Oh, like love a remake of underground underground is probably my favorite Tony Hawk game that they've ever made underground to a little less, but that that's when they started to go real in the jackass Viva La Bam direction. But underground one, uh, Thug uh, was so good. Um, and I was really hoping we'd get to that. But now with Microsoft kind of, you know, owning, you know, Activision Blizzard, um, could we see more Tony Hawk? Could we see a proper Warcraft game? Not World of Warcraft, but Warcraft, like a Warcraft 4. Could we see more StarCraft? Uh, I would be down for that. Um, the one thing that he did mention, and we kind of talked about last week, was Guitar Hero. I don't know if I'm really interested in buying and housing plastic instruments in the years coming, but I mean, sure. Uh, more excited about the other games. Um, the other weird thing, imagine like Spyro. Spyro is owned by Activision. So like we could see Spyro on Xbox. That would be a little weird, but I would be cool with it um, because nothing's been done with Spyro in a, in a while. But yeah, I guess those would be my big wish list would be like Tony Hawk, a proper Warcraft, and Starcraft. Those would probably be my top three 
wish list Activision game, Activision Blizzard games that we haven't seen anything from in a while. Um, we're gonna have a shorter episode tonight, clearly, but the last few episodes, uh, our last few stories, not episodes. Um, this one comes from Ars Technica. Um, Valve begins reversing CS2 bans caused by AMD's anti-lag driver. Um, just to kind of summarize this article, um, the new graphics card for the AMD drivers, um, excuse me, was a uh, basically banning um, Counter-Strike 2 players, which is an issue, obviously. Um, they they have since started reversing these bans, um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> bit of an oopsie, um, for sure. Uh, let's see. AMD's latest driver has made their anti-lag feature available for CS2, which is implemented by detouring uh, engine DLL functions. And I guess that is what's tripping it and making people get banned. It's making them look like they're cheating when in reality that they're not. Um, so good on them for trying to fix it and reverse the bans. Um, but yikes, that's that's rough. Um this next one actually comes from the Analog website. Um, if you don't know who Analog is, Analog is a company that was releasing like updated versions of old consoles. Like if I go to their store page here, um, they have the Analog Pocket, which is uh, you know a lot like the which is basically a Game Boy and uh, Game Boy Advanced machine. Basically, it's hardware based emulation. Um, you could take one of your old consoles or one of your old uh, carts from a Game Boy or a Game Boy Advance, plug it into one of these things, and it would work just like just like it would on a Game Boy. They also had the NT, the Super NT, which is the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. Um, they also have, let's see, the the Mega SG, which is like the Genesis. Um, and the reason why I'm saying this is now they are making what they are calling the Analog 3D, which is essentially the same thing but with the N64. Um, a reimagining, it says right on their website, it's coming in 2024, a reimagining of the N64, 4K, resolu 4K resolution, original display modes, and reference quality recreations of specific model CRTs and P PVMs, uh, old TVs, basically, for the layman's term. Um, this is cool. This stuff has always been a little out of my price range, honestly. Um, the analog pocket was 250 and let me see how long... How much was the Super NT? And these are only available for a limited amount of time. Um, I want to say the Super NT was like 400 bucks, something like that. But I mean, it's really cool to be able to have like, you know, essentially a Super Nintendo with a wireless controller that looks exactly like the Super Nintendo and you can plug in your old carts to it. Um, it's really cool that someone is caring about games preservation after we just talked about what Sony's doing with the disk drive. Um, so, yeah. Uh, no price yet. I'm guessing it's going to be a little pricey just because of the hardware and the tech that they use um, tends to make these devices a little bit price on the pricier side. Like I said, the Analog Pocket um, is $250. Um, sold out now, but $250. So, uh, yeah, little, little on the pricier side. So I, I, I could imagine this being 400, maybe $500. Um, but yeah. Um, last three here, uh, this comes from video. These last three actually all come from video games. Chronicle, 
Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, 5, and Peace Walker allegedly referenced in uh, MGS collection files. Uh, that's according to images shared by a Reddit user, which claim to, claims to show files that determine which game the collection should read assets from, mentioning the three not included titles. Um, if you do remember that this is the Metal Gear, the collection, uh, the Master Collection did say Collection Volume 1, which was uh the which was metal gear metal gear uh 2 solid snake metal gear solid uh and then also metal gear solid 2 and metal gear solid 3 um but it wouldn't surprise me because they did name this collection volume 1 that there might be a collection that includes 4 5 and peace walker later um uh, no big surprise um or, or not no big surprise, but it wouldn't surprise me if this was true. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Metal Gear Solid Cologne will let you smell like Shadow Moses Islands. Only a thousand units of the cologne will be produced. But yes, apparently, um, and this is a quote, taking inspiration from the game's legendary setting, this unique cologne opens up with a crisp freshness of hand-picked mushrooms and forest soil and evolves to reveal a heart-enriched a heart enriched with aromatic scents designed to take their wear on a sensory journey, transporting them to a captivating and complex landscape of Shadow Moses Island. Um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Cologne. Um, <laughs> apparently, like I said, only a thousand will be produced, and it will only be and it will only be sold in the UK and some European countries. Um. If you want to smell like Solid Snake or like Shadow Moses Island from Metal Gear Solid 1, apparently that's what you have to do is buy this uh, Metal Gear Solid cologne. Uh, yeah. And then the last one. Um, God, this is fucking cursed. Straight up. Blizzard is giving away a PC, a Diablo-themed PC that is liquid-cooled with real human blood, players must donate blood in real life to unlock the sweepstakes and get and get in-game rewards. Um, the Diablo 4 promotion, which Blizzard is calling Blood Harvest, encourages U.S. citizens to donate blood at a clinic of their choice. They then have to submit proof of their donation, which will then be added to a running total. Once 666 quarts... Uh, of blood have been donated in total, the sweepstakes will open. At that point, any U.S. player... Uh, will be able to enter the competition via Instagram and Twitter. The grand prize will be a custom liquid-cooled PC infused with real human blood, according to Blizzard. So I don't think this is going to be cooled entirely with blood, but I think it's going to be infused in the coolant. Um, No. No, this seems... This is cursed. Absolutely cursed. This seems... This is like how you have like demons in your computer. This is this is this is how you cause a hex. Like this, that's just what. Like I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, do, does anybody actually want that in their lives? Also, how good of a coolant is blood for a PC? I mean, it did state that, you know, blood is going to be infused in the coolant. But, you know, doesn't our blood keep us warm? Um, doesn't that sound like the exact opposite of what you want going on your PC parts that are, like, 
running extremely hot. Um, I don't know. It seems silly. Very, very silly. And, and like I said, absolutely fucking cursed. Um, yeah. And with that, uh, that's all I got for you all this week. Like I said, uh, two shorter episodes, these last two, as I said, I'm terrible with riffing off myself. Um, so once we get Dustin back, I'm sure we'll get back into our, you know, normal cadence of things. Um, I don't really have too many plans this week. Uh, I would just say, keep an eye on our TikTok, keep an eye on our YouTube shorts. Um, like subscribe, all that jazz. Um, even if you don't listen to the whole podcast, you just end up checking our clips out on TikTok and on YouTube. Um, definitely, you know, just, just like us, help us out. Um, you can follow us at, uh, at underscore black box signal on YouTube and on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitch at backslash black box signal. You can follow us on blue sky at black box signal dot B sky dot social. Um, and you can follow me at chasing underscore chase on Twitter, uh, chasing chase TV on Twitch and chasing chase, uh, B sky dot B sky dot social on blue sky. Um, and you can also email us. Uh, it's been a while since we've got an email. You can email us at uh, email any question. Can be non-game related. Could be you can even start an argument with us. We don't care. Um, at blackboxsignalpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and as I said, you know, help us out. Like, subscribe, whatever, whatever you say. tell me I suck. Uh, and, and and yeah, until two weeks from now. As oh. Also, check out the Super Mario Wonder stream. Um, that was that was a fun stream. Um, but as always, until next time, stay safe, comrades. Mm-hmm.